Good morning. Today is Thursday, May 21st, 2020. My name's Keith, and welcome to the Worship Daily from Green Acres Baptist Church in Athens, Georgia. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. Well, yesterday we finished reading through the book of 1 Peter together. And before we move to 2 Peter next week, I wanted to sort of move back out into a big picture view of First and Second Peter, mainly First Peter, before we do so. Uh, I found a, a great short introduction a while ago um, by a man named Dr. Sebastian Kim on the book of First and Second Peter both. And this is what he has to say. These epistles were written by Peter, obviously, and were primarily read by churches in the Providences in Asia Minor. Um, So these churches would have been made up of Jews and Gentiles alike, but people that were familiar with the, um, the, the term is the Hebrew Bible or Peter's Bible, our Old Testament, if you will. The first book is about Christ as the firm foundation, a living stone rejected by the Jews, but chosen by God and precious to him. Now, remember, in the Old Testament, kind of going all the way back to Genesis, really, but the the Exodus story with the Jews, the stone was a big idea. And you find that, that term all the time in the Psalms, that Jesus is our stone. He's our solid rock. Jesus is like a stone. It's a metaphorical scheme in the Old Testament imagination. That's part of where we get songs like, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand, or a newer one we've been singing for a while is called Cornerstone, those, those types of things. Jesus is the living stone, and he provides us a solid rock on which to build our lives. It's also encouraging us to build up our identity as a chosen people, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation. And I actually think Peter is doing something very subtle in how he communicates this. Peter uses all sorts of images and symbols from the Jewish tradition to help us understand that we, whether we are Jew or Gentile, are actually those who will carry this story forward. The story that has been written since creation. It's in Christ that all of Israel's story finds its climax and meaning. And it it is in our following him that we continue that same story. Third, gives us a vision for living for others and contributing to our neighbors and our society's ultimate good. There have been so much of uh, this sprinkled throughout the first book, but especially towards the end, when Peter challenges the reader to live with a dramatic type of love and humbleness aimed at our neighbor. And we didn't get to talk much about those specific scenarios which Peter was speaking, but those are dramatic situations to think about loving others. Think about... um, if you were being persecuted by a person or a group of people or maybe an employer or somebody in your work relationship um, and, and then thinking about looking out for their good ultimately above even your own, even if it costs you something, but seeing them as the object of your love and your attention and everything that you have to give as a human. That's sort of what this is getting at a little bit. Remember the context of this book is that the Christians are being persecuted in the Roman Empire. 
So to prefer others is at the very heart of what it means to have this new life and to build your life on the living rock that is Jesus. So the books of First and Second Peter encourage us to build our lives on this foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Second, to cultivate an identity as being the people of Jesus. And third, it shows us how to be the people of Jesus and that it means living for others, giving our lives for others just like Jesus did. So as far as this being devotional, uh, I would like to actually go back and read the Beatitudes that Jesus gave as the introduction to his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. Remember, Peter is filtering everything he has learned from his Bible, our Old Testament, through these teachings of Jesus and Peter's instruction to us in his own letters. So just like everything Jesus says, these words find new life each time we reread them and we rethink about them through these new lenses that were given, like First and Second Peter. So hear this from Matthew chapter 5. This is verse uh, verses 1 through 12. I'm going to read out of the King James Version uh, just because I grew up with that, and I enjoy reading that sometimes. So Starting verse 1, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, speaking about Jesus, and when he was set, his disciples came up to him, he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the day you've given to us, for the blessings that you've given to us in Christ. Thank you for showing us this new way of living. Help us as we try to live into this truth today. Amen. Amen.